promise, Lord, never again. But I also know that you know what a weak willed person I am. I'm a wonderful person. Psalm 47. Clap your hands, all you peoples. Shout to God with a joyful sound. The Lord Most High is to be feared, a great king over all the earth who subdues the peoples under us and the nations under our feet, who chooses our inheritance for us, the pride of Jacob, whom God loves. God has gone up with a shout, the Lord with the sound of the ram's horn. Sing praises to God, sing praises. Sing praises to our kings, sing praises. For God is king of all the earth, sing praises with a song. God reigns over the nations, God is enthroned on high. The nobles of the peoples have gathered as the people of the God of Abraham. The rulers of the earth belong to God, who is highly exalted. Amen. Reading from Ezekiel chapter 26. In the eleventh year, on the first day of the month, the word of the Lord came to me, Son of Man. Because Tyre said about Jerusalem, Aha, the gateway to the peoples is shattered. She has been turned over to me. I will be filled now that she lies in ruins. Therefore, this is what the Lord God says. See, I am against you, Tyre. I will raise up many nations against you, just as the sea raises its waves. They will destroy the walls of Tyre and demolish her towers. I will scrape the soil from her and turn her into a bare rock. She will become a place in the sea to spread nets, for I have spoken. This is the declaration of the Lord God. She will become plunder for the nations, and her villages on the mainland will be slaughtered by the sword. Then they will know that I am the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I'm stopping there. That's at verse 6 in chapter 26, because we're going to try and go through two chapters today. Uh, because we have the downfall of Tyre is what we'd call chapter 26, and then we have sort of this lament over Tyre in chapter 27. And so we're going to try and and cover these two chapters rather quickly. It's going to be kind of light speed, so uh, buckle in. Here we go. Uh, Tyre was this uh, city-state, I guess, if you'd want to call it, uh, to the north of Israel. Uh, we, we hear about them in the Gospels with the, the land of Tyre and Sidon. Tyre was a very, very wealthy city. It was made up kind of of two cities, one that was sort of on an island and the others that were on the mainland. But they made piles of money through shipping, through trading uh, with, with Egypt. Um, and it was actually a 13-year siege that Nebuchadnezzar uh, did against Tyre. Uh, the, and it took that long because they basically had to build a, a land bridge to get their army to the city on the island. Um, but uh, the sense that we get from Tyre uh, and that we, that we find in both these chapters is that there was uh, rather excessive commercialism. Uh, everything was about making as much money as as possible, and and the lamenting that is going to take place 
over the downfall of Tyre is going to be based on what people are going to lose because Tyre goes away. It has nothing to do with the death of people in Tyre. It has nothing to do with the fact that an amazing city is going to be wiped off the face of the earth, although you can go visit it today. It's, it's a city in Lebanon. Um, but it was about we're going to lose out on all this stuff that we're supposed to get from from Tyre. Uh, there, there's this this sense of uh, from Tyre, they're they're uh, saying aha at the downfall of Jerusalem was the fact that all the trading and power and glory that was going to Jerusalem now that it's going to be gone is going to come to us is what they're saying that that we have we may have been trading first and second place with the with Jerusalem as far as a place to make money and now we are in first by a mile it's sort of like you you being a an athlete that comes into high school and there's some senior that is in your position on the football team or basketball team or or that you have to run against in the hurdles and track or swim against or or something like that and you are always second best to them and then they graduate and suddenly you are in charge right it's it's your spot it's a similar thing here for tire they're they're obsessed with material gain they they have pride in what it is that they say i built this that that uh, there's arrogance there they they uh, there there's a sense of that they close their eyes to human suffering uh, is is how we we will look at the the existence of Tyre that they really had no worries about what was happening with city states around them with slavery with any of these things it was all about the almighty dollar if we're going to say that even though they didn't have dollars back then uh, it was all about uh, what they could make and so um but anyways this was a a city that was a partner of israel it was where hiram uh, came from who helped uh, david get uh, all the things that he needed in order to build uh, what he was wanting to build in Jerusalem. It was where uh, things came from to build the temple, uh, the wood, and, and all those things uh, that uh, Israel would send them uh, grain and olive oil and all these things, and they would send cedar down the river, uh, down the coast uh, to them. And uh, it was where Jezebel came from, Tyre and Sidon, uh, evil queen Jezebel. So there was this partnership between the northern uh, kingdom uh, of Israel, of Samaria, the northern ten tribes, and Tyre and Sidon after the splitting of the kingdom of Israel. Uh, they uh, Tyre uh, avoided being conquered quite often by the Assyrians and others because they were very well known for uh, paying off people paying tribute because they had so much money, because they were so wealthy, they could pay off those who were coming to conquer them. So they used, a, they were very smart with their money and politics so that they could avoid ruin. They, they used what they were given in, in order to avoid uh, losing uh, what it was that they wanted to, to hold on to. Um, but with that, then what we see is that 
there's this prophecy by Ezekiel that that's not going to be the case anymore, that Nebuchadnezzar is going to come and besiege you. And so verses 7 through 14 is just a, a discussion about this is what's going to happen. You are going to hear the roar of the cavalry in your streets, the, the roar of the cavalry, the, the war of wagon, the noise of wagons and chariots. Uh, they're going to take your wealth as spoil, he says, and plunder your merchandise, basically saying those things that you trust in are going to be taken away from you. Um, and this is what the Lord God says to Tyre in, in verse 15. Won't the coasts and islands quake at the sound of your downfall with the, when the wounded groan and slaughter occurs within you? All the princes of the sea will descend from their thrones, remove their robes, and strip off their embroidered garments. Basically saying those who are you, you are trading with are going to bemoan your downfall, not because your people are being killed and slaughtered or your city is in ruins, but because everything that you offered is going to be gone. It's, it's this uh, sense that, that tire, that any lamenting over tire is over the fact that people see them as an object see them as uh, something to profit off of. But when they're done with that profit, when that profit isn't there anymore, they move on to something else. It's, it's kind of like uh, Hollywood, right? Where you have these actors and these actresses do all sorts of things to themselves, plastic surgery and everything else, because they need to stay relevant. Because once they get to a particular age, they worry that they're just going to be folded up and thrown into a closet and they're going to go after somebody younger, which is what happens, isn't it? How do we feel about that sometimes in our own lives? How we worry about what people are going to, to see us as and if we are not going to be worth it anymore. That, that we want to be useful. We want to have meaning. We want to matter. We don't want to be cast aside by something meh, right? And here you have people all around Tyre lamenting over the fact that what they could get out of them is going to be gone which was gold and silver, which was giving to, uh, they would bring what they would bring and, and get out of it what they wanted to, to get out of it. Uh, moving on to, to 27, though, uh, the, the sinking of Tyre. The, the picture that is used by Ezekiel here is one of a ship. Uh, and, and so he, he's, uh, in verse 3, this is what the Lord God says, Tyre, you declared, I am perfect in beauty. Your realm, was, your realm was in the heart of the sea. Your builders perfected your beauty. Uh, again, it's, look what I did. Look what I made. Wh when do we do that, church? Do we do that often? I think we do. It's very different from the prayer that's supposed to be given, I, I believe, in Deuteronomy, where you're, you're, the, the Israelites were told that, that they were supposed to come in and say, uh, my, I am, I'm the son of an Aramean traveler, wanderer. We're sojourners here. I have built none of this. God has gifted this to me. It's a very different, very different attitude, isn't it? Look what I made. How often does our pride get in the way for us? Well, look what I've made. Look what I done, I've done. We want recognition for what, for what we have done. And we go through quite a bit of our life thinking, well, what, what can I get out of this? What, what, what is it that, that we can do to, in, in order uh, to make ourselves as awesome as we possibly can? So it goes on to, to talk about the, uh, the look of, of what 
what they have, their, their ship. They constructed all your planking with pine trees. They took cedar from Lebanon to make a mass for you. It talks about the oars and the deck. Your sail was made of fine embroidered linen from Egypt. Basically, constructing the city into the ship of all these things that they would get, all these beautiful things, right? All the ships of the sea and their sailors came to you to barter for your goods, men of Persia and Lud and Put. This is verse 10 were in your army serving as your warriors, basically, that they were contracting for soldiers, right? And so verse 12, it gets into this whole discussion of all the things that they were getting from people for stuff that they would trade with them. Uh, precious metal, horses, uh, hunters that would that would go and bring back ivory and ebony, uh, nice clothes and uh, clothes and, and, and jewelry, uh, foodstuffs from, from Judah, like I talked about, with honey and oil and, and wheat, uh, wine, sheep, uh, medicine, spices, uh, gold, uh, all, all of these things, including slaves, trading in human lives. And this is where people are going to be bemoaning that Verse 27 of chapter 27, your wealth, merchandise, and goods, your sailors and captains, those who repair your leaks, those who barter for your goods, all the warriors on board with all the other people within you sink into the heart of the sea on the day of your downfall. Everything will be lost, it says. Shouldn't this be what we remember, church? Memento mori, that we shall die, that we can't take it with us no matter how hard we try. That, that we can try and, and hoard everything that we want, but we are never going to be able to use it to have a better life. Uh, verse 30, because of you, they raise their voices and cry out bitterly. They throw dust on their heads. They roll in ashes. They shave their heads because of you and wrap themselves in sackcloth. They weep over you with deep anguish and bitter mourning. Basically, you enriched others. Now you will impoverish others is basically the sense that we get from this. The mourning is the fact that everything that helped us become awesome is now going to be gone. That there's these signs of mourning, but also repentance, you know, in hopes that things will turn around wearing the sackcloth and ashes and all these things and trying to, to hope that, that this will be changed, but it's not going to be changed. These things that are going to be lost, that Basically, it, it finishes with saying that all these things have become God to you. That it is this breaking of the commandment, both the covetousness, the fact that coveting is, is the one commandment that we can never get away from, right? We can sit here and say, well, I've never said, oh my God. Uh, I, I go to church, so I honor the Sabbath. Uh, I, I've done, my, my parents don't hate me, so I've honored them. I've never killed anybody. I, I haven't cheated on my spouse. I haven't stolen anything really, any big thing. You know, maybe a rabbit's foot when I was a kid. I, I've never really told any big lies. I might tell a fib here and there, but that's that's not really bearing false witness. So I'm doing pretty good. And then you go to coveting. Yeah, well... Do you ever look at your neighbor's grass and wish you had that? Do you ever look at the things that God has given you and said, I, this isn't good enough, I want more? For Tyre, the, their entire existence was built on what can we get more of? 
What can we have more of? And so they're, they're being spoken against by Ezekiel because they're looking at the downfall of Jerusalem and saying, oh, this is going to be great. This is going to be awesome. Everything is going to be perfect, right? Because we are, uh, we are going to be even more enriched because these other people are going to be gone. What a horrible, horrid way of looking at life. It's a, it's a lesson for us, church. We keep talking about this, but we can't go through our lives looking at people and looking at our existence and thinking, what can I get out of this? What can I get out of this? I was listening to a, a podcast the other day, and this guy had on a, a bunch of these young women. They were in their 20s, early 20s, maybe late teens, early 20s. And they've basically uh, given their bodies away to men for nothing. Uh, they, they, see, you know, they have no problem over the fact that they're being used by men because they, they see it as this badge of honor. That, that men want them, that they're hot, or, or whatever term you want to use. And it's just, it's a tragedy. It's a travesty that that is the, that is the direction that they are, are going with their lives. That they're allowing men to see them as just something that they can get out of them and then get rid of them. That, that these, these men are never going to be someone who's going to sit in the ER with them as they are uh, you know, throwing up and can't keep anything down, that they're sicker than a dog. Uh, these men are not going to be ones who are going to visit them when they're in the hospital. These are not going to be uh, ones who are going to um, help change a dressing on a wound that they've had. They're not going to be ones who are going to wake up at you know, four o'clock in the morning to be with them as they're nursing a child. You know, all these things. What is it for you? How is it that, that you have gone through life and treated some people as just things for you to use and then get rid of? That's the travesty of life. And that's the lesson here of Tyre. How can we avoid that? How can we have God help us to not do that in our lives? To not be ones who use and abuse those around us just for our own sake. Let's pray. God of all peoples, your arms reach out to embrace all those who call upon you. Teach us as disciples of your son to love the world with compassion and constancy that your name may be known throughout the earth, through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Well, church, uh, thanks for, that was kind of light speed, but you, you can go back and read those two chapters on your own, and maybe there's some things that you noticed that I didn't pick up on, or maybe I just swam past as fast as I could because we're, we're cutting through some of these chapters rather quickly. Uh, but we're going to, we're going to, dig into chapter 28 uh, next week, uh, finishing up the story of Tyre. And then we're going to be dealing with Egypt. Uh, Tyre being the, the place that was making money off of Israel. Egypt was the place that had become the God of Judah because they relied on Egypt over their own God, over Yahweh for safety and security. 
Well, please continue to share this with others, comment, uh, give us reviews wherever you are listening, even if it's just a quick four or five stars, um, so that we have a greater chance to reach other people with, with the gospel with the fact that even though we go through our lives using uh, and abusing others for our own gain, one came to earth to give himself to us, to be abused by us, that he might love us and uh, save us from ourselves, that we might lean on him rather than on what we think uh, we need for our own sake. But go in peace. Serve the Lord. We'll see you next time.